I am making a unilateral declaration of podcasting. Oh, good. A papal bull of podcasting. A pa- papal bull of podcasting. I love it when you do this. I'm uh, speak, speaking uh, uh, ex-cathedra. ex-cathedra. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ex-gaming uh, chair. Yeah, the podcast he, he has, has the same gaming chair done. I do. Ah, yeah, nice. Wait, what gaming chair are we rocking here? What are we talking oh, about? Oh, we've got. Uh, if you'll give me one second, it's like a knockoff. It says Fantasy Lab, because I because Secret oh, Lab couldn't afford Secret Lab. Yeah, no, not because I couldn't, because they weren't in stock forever. Uh huh. I have a. I, don't I have ever an, accuse me of not being able to afford something stupid. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> You're right. I'm insulting you. I'm insulting the viewers. Um, I, I got a I got a noble chairs one, which is like actual leather instead of the like gamer fake leather that like peels off when you sit in it for too too long. Um, and yeah, it's it's it's, it's nice. So, uh, thank you. Please continue to subscribe to the Patreon. See, I'm glad I got the fake leather because of what Milkshake has done to it. I don't think anything expensive could have uh, would would have been in any no, better nothing, condition. Nothing there would have mm-hmm. held up. Now, no, yeah. you need like a cat-proof gaming chair. I was about to say he's standing on my exist, shoulder yeah. right mm-hmm. now. So, like the cigarette looming. that's good for you, the cat-proof yeah. gaming chair. These cat-proof. are the inventions that we need. Science we'll crave. To give us. Yes, 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 yes. You just get a solid steel chair, or like steal a chair off a bus. That would probably do it. <laughs> I, I, I think we can support that. I think we can make that a kind of another unilateral declaration that if you want a good chair, steal one off of the steal bus. Take a socket wrench onto the bus. You can use it to unbolt the chair, and then if anyone tries to stop you, you have a socket wrench and they don't. So That's you know. a good point, yeah. Right. You can <laughs> it's genius. Brandishing a, a socket wrench against a cop. <laughs> um, that's gonna that's gonna go well for you. Um, all right. This is the kind of thing that happens every day in woke San Francisco. It's yes. true. Um, okay. Welcome to. Well, there's your problem. It's a podcast about engineering disasters with slides. I'm Justin Rosnick. I'm the person who's talking right now. My pronouns are he and him. Okay, go. I'm Alice Caldwell Kelly. My pronouns are she and her. Yay, Liam. Hey Liam, hi, I'm Liam Anderson. I'm the person talking right now. My pronouns are he and him. Oh yeah. We got a oh, photo yeah. here of like what all cars are gonna look like after Joe Biden gets a second term. Yeah. It used to be a Ford excursion, I think. This was once a Ford excursion, but you may notice it is longer than a normal Ford excursion. Uh, it's depth of field, you know. So someone has tried someone has tried to shorten it apparently. <laughs> uh, oh. not, not very successfully. Mm. Um no, so today uh we're gonna talk about the worst transportation disaster in the United States in twenty eighteen, which wow. involved a single limousine. Oh yeah, I remember this. Holy shit! Oh, yeah, this is. Yeah. I, I mean, twenty eight. That's a crowded field too, because Americans, you love your car accidents, and like, oh yeah, yeah, we do, we do. Well, I want to be very clear about that. So today we're going to talk about the Skahari limousine crash in Skahari, New York. But first, we have to do the goddamn news. Oh, jarring shift in tone again. Yeah, jarring shift in tone. Uh, this I, you is killed 20,000 people or so. Yeah, I've but... often wondered what would be the first city to be destroyed in modernity by climate change. And with 
20,000 people dead out of a population of 90,000. I think Derna in eastern Libya may be sort of like uh, gunning for the title. I was about um, to say, so the big, big floods in Libya killed a whole lot of people, wrecked a whole lot of buildings. Not looking good out there right now. No, no and I this wouldn't is, say so. Uh, a disaster that, we, you know, it is going to get the full treatment from us in the fullness of time, right? Uh, at some point, we are going to have to start catching up with our own news. I have some yeah. ideas on that. But, um, Katrina yeah. episode, baby. We don't, yeah, we don't yeah, even yeah. have, like, the the strong guiding hand of Gaddafi in these dark days. <laughs> well, the strong guiding <laughs> hand of Gaddafi is part of why this happened. Because uh, Libya is... Go, yeah, Li Libya is kind <laughs> of this, like, th there's, there's geopolitics here. Li Libya has only existed as, like, one country since 1951, when it was a, a kingdom for some reason after they kicked the Italians out. Um, but, like, really it's two provinces, right? Tripolitania and Cyrenaica. Tripolitania is the one with Tripoli, it's the one with all the stuff, it's the one with Gaddafi's whole patronage network. And then Cyrenaic is the one in the east that was like always rebelling against whoever was in charge of it. Um, and so for decades, if not centuries, it's been like massively underinvested. Um, there's this seasonal river, the Wadi Derna, that runs through Derna, has two earth dams upstream, uh, embankment dams, which were built by the Yugoslavs um, in the That's 70s. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Storm Daniel comes in, this sort of like unprecedented Mediterranean extra-tropical cyclone, uh, dumps a shitload of water on them, both of them over top, both of them uh, break, and it just dumps the whole amount of, of like water into the, into the city and just washes a bunch of it out to sea, which is, you know, what's happened, why it's killed a bunch of people. Yeah. Not, not a good situation there. Not a situation you want to be in where you have dams overtopping. Um, no. You know, see uh, no, I, the Central Valley so in California in a few years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, this is the kind of thing that, like, again, if you go into it, you can find people warning that this would happen for the last, you know, 30 years or whatever. Also yeah. not helped by the fact that uh, in the Civil War, Derna changed hands, like, four times, including once to ISIS. Um, and, yeah, it, it, it's now in the, like, uh, eastern, sort of, like, m slightly more, or even more military-ruled bit. And so, yeah, no, it's fucked. The whole thing's fucked. Um, and of course, this is also having a, a great effect on, on migration, because Libya's an exit point across the Mediterranean for a lot of migrants, uh, uh, several hundred of whom were killed. And then, because there's a kind of like duodenal effect going on, because they, you know, the people smugglers couldn't launch boats during the storm, after it, they all went at once, and so Lampedusa, the uh, like uh, island on the off the south of Italy, uh, their population wow. went up by like seven thousand, like overnight. Oh wow! Uh, just because, like, yeah, there were more migrants than there were Italians on the thing, uh, and yeah, this is why. So uh, you know, it, to be welcomed into the sort of uh, bosom of Giorgio Maloney's burgeoning fascism. So great, fantastic yeah. all round. Yeah, you know, wonderful. I mean, maybe that's the one situation where the amount of migrants coming in is actually unmanageable. You know, yeah, I when mean, you double the population of an island, maybe that is a problem. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's always unmanageable if you cut all of the stuff that's meant to manage right, it. Right, you know? exactly, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Right. Let's, uh, these things, as we always say, don't exist in a vacuum. Yeah. And uh, I, I personally am in favor of whatever makes the vast majority of Italians unhappy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, if migrants. Were, you know. If it were up to me, my dad would rule over Italy with an iron fist. <laughs> best, yeah. best we can do is like creeping Sharia, but you know yeah, we'll get that, that soon. You know, it's, it's always yeah. a situation where it's like, oh my god, there's a migrant crisis because fifty people show up. People gotta go to work, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. People have to go to work. 
Yeah. No, no borders, no nations, you gotta go to work, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so the Mediterranean is just gonna be like more like this, which is cool, because it's right, getting hotter, right. it's like as hot as it's ever been, hotter in fact, um, and you're just gonna get these situations where you get areas of like pressure that are hemmed in by like uh, fronts on both sides. They call it an omega block, because it's shaped like the letter omega. Oh cool, um, I, that sounds like a good way to die. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that just like generates the cyclone, um, and then it it just bounces around. So it it like killed like a dozen people in Turkey, a dozen people in Greece, uh, and then got to Libya and killed you know twenty thousand people. And it's just right. going to be like this from now on, I guess. Forever, right? Cool, 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 yeah. cool, 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 cool. More, more, and more manufactured migrant crises, which are entirely manageable if you just gave people houses. I don't know. It's mm. it's or uh, or did less. Uh, horrific uh, interventions with no, you know, yeah. open-ended yeah. bullshit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. arguably it is downstream of like uh, NATO intervention in the Libyan civil war for sure. But yeah, then again, maybe this would have happened had the Libyan civil war happened. And you know, I'm not going to cry any tears for Gaddafi being gone. It's just, uh, right. it's, it's all, it's all fucked. It's what all it is. fucked. Yeah. I think is what, yeah, pretty bad. How yeah. I feel about that. Uh, well. Yeah, it's like that, low-hanging fruit. Like any, any, the, like the sort of the rising tide of climate change is gonna like immerse all the people who are already most precarious and already worse off. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, United this is, Auto Workers I, I, is I on strike. Say, hey, this is epic. But did you guys see the fact that they uh, did basic, not a false flag operation, but sort of mm. a, uh, a a bogus army? Uh, operation where they sent, uh, they they misdirected the auto the auto manufacturers to redistribute the work to strikes that to plants that would be striking. Yeah, they uh, they they read their Sun Tzu right, and they yeah, rushed they, A yeah, instead they, of they B. Fucked them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, United Auto Workers is on strike for wage increases for a return to traditional pensions. Um, they're sort of starting out by striking a few plants, and they're going to ramp it up as they go along. Um, they are. Asking for a very steep wage increase because previous leadership had sort of slacked off on wage increases over time, but uh, but now they're getting they're getting mad about it and they're trying to get you know everything that they deserve. Uh, so this is uh, this this is definitely very interesting. Um, there's sort of this media narrative where they're trying to you know manufacture a conflict between the union and electric vehicle policies and stuff like that. There's also like you know Trump is trying to. To build that up, Trump is actually going to go down to the picket line, and Biden is not. So Jesus. you know, yeah, I, yeah, that's pretty most pro-union president in history. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this guy's run us our money shot. Yeah. Um, one thing I will note is that I don't think Biden can directly end the strike. Um, you know, he can't. He can't do what he did to the railroad workers to these guys. Mm. Um, you know, because this is an actual National Labor Relations Board. Uh, union and not a railway act uh, union um so but it'll be interesting to see how this progresses i i hope the i hope the uaw gets everything they want uh obviously of course yeah absolutely uh yeah i just think it's very funny that uh that they, they uh to quote whoever said it to me in a message uh when temple was on strike uh pay up motherfuckers yeah. that's right and one of the one of the arguments uh, that uh, the automakers have put forward is, look, we need these lower wages so we can produce these massively subsidized electric vehicles. No, um, you don't. No, you don't. Suck yeah. my butt. Suck my you butt. Know, the whole butt. Suck all of it. Yeah, electric electric vehicles are a big political football in this one. 
uh, for whatever reason. I mean, you know, it's I, every everyone. There's a seventy five hundred dollars subsidy already. How is that not good enough? Yeah, well, um, it's because the because well, the union don't want to build electric vehicles because they're woke. You know. Yeah, obviously. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously they're woke. I mean, what are we supposed to do about that? Class here, right? Yeah. <laughs> what are we supposed to do? They're woke. You know. What yeah. am I supposed to do? <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is a uh, big deal. Pretty big deal. Hmm. You know. Um, Can we put the, like uh, a strike fund in the description? We know we um, always say we'll do that, and then we yeah, never well, remember to do that. I'm gonna be honest. I think this is one of those things, like with the Teamsters, where they got they got plenty of money already. I, they, okay, they, fine. You know, the strike fund is not <laughs> fine, necessarily give, like give us your money. Yeah, 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 yeah give us exactly. your money instead. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if if there is a strike fund. I uh, you you know I I have go no find idea. it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go, go find it yourself. <laughs> put it, put it in Google. <laughs> put, it, put it in Google. Yeah. Put it no, in DuckDuckGo. Put, 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 put that money put that money in uh the the wga and um the, 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 the wga and, and sag need your money more than the yeah, UAW they genuinely does. Do. like that's 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 a strike <laughs> yeah. that is like having yeah. a bad time with yeah. money. yeah uh. so um but anyway yeah this is uh this is this is good this is fun i'm excited for the strike i'm excited for automakers to bleed um you know and not just because car bad uh, mm. Workers good. Workers good. <laughs> it's going to be so fun seeing Trump down there. They said oh an God. American parole couldn't happen. They said it couldn't <laughs> exist, and they were wrong. You know. I I, uh, I think Trump. I think uh, Trump is going to get booed. I don't. I don't think these guys uh, like Trump. The phrase "American parole" makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> 20, 20 years time, the Democrats are like we're the party of like real Trumpism. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, be, he's the next Reagan. Uh, uh, I literally like a little bit of a little bit of vomit came up like a little bit. We'll 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 treat. We'll see. Yeah. He's a, he's only American Peron if he wins. If he wins another term, he is. Even if he's especially if he's, if he's if he's running from jail. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah. we'll 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 burn that bridge when we get to it. Mm. Um. So that was the goddamn news. Okay, so we got to ask a question. What's a limousine? What is a limousine? It's a region of France. It also, yes. However, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's, <laughs> it's named after limousin. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Like all the stuff, uh, like all uh, terms for cars are uh, basically from horse drawn coaches. Um, so a, a, a limousine is like. Um, uh, like a, a coach with the driver like fully outside with no protection over him because you're rich and fuck that guy. Yes, exactly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and and like in, this... in early cars, like a limousine like had an like no roof over the driver's bit. Like because it's like a coach, right? And he doesn't, you yeah. know, why why the fuck does he need that? Yeah, exactly. Fuck that guy in particular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so limousine, large luxury car designed to be driven by a chauffeur, right? Um, so here's, here's a, a 1941 Lincoln of some kind. It's nice. This is a Soviet limousine over here. Nicer. Um, yeah, exactly. It's used by, you know, government officials, rich people, VIPs, so on and so forth. Um, you know, and for a long time today, to a certain extent as well, limousines were built, you know, whole cloth at a car factory. But, uh, you know, this is not necessarily the case now. Yeah, you can't um, get like Packard to build you a limousine. No, no, you gotta go. Because there's all, no Packards. 
coach yeah. built everything. Yeah. So a lot of limousines, uh, until recently, really, we'll get into that later, are what's called a stretch limousine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, in order to discuss this, we have to talk about coach building, uh, right? Back, back again to the horse and carriage. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there were a lot of these custom coach building companies for a long time, right? These old timey body on frame cars, right? Sometimes you mm. would just buy the frame of the car and the engine. And you would go to a coach builder and you'd say, build a cool car on this, right? Yeah, like uh, like yeah. Mulzan and, or whatever. I think Rolls Royce started doing this. Even and You can keep wrong. doing this. There are uh, shops that do do this still. Yeah. Ah, you said doo-doo. Right, <laughs> <laughs> your ass. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's still like a couple shops that do this. There's like, there, there's someone that, that, that I, I want to say there's some company that just like builds Studebaker Avantis still. Oh Jesus! Yeah, bro. We gotta like goose the Patreon or like monetize the YouTube or something because yeah. uh, we need a company right. car. You know, we could get seven dollars a month. Have a, <laughs> to be fair, we have a company car technically. What your van? Yeah, no, my my GTI. Oh, the GTI. Yeah, the GTI is the company car. That's true. Yeah. So you know, and and. You know, custom coach building, this is a rich person thing. It's very complicated, right? But some people went ahead and did this. Um, this became more complicated with the advent of the unibody frame, right? Uh, you know, is this, is, is is where... this what I would call a monocoque? Because I yeah, think that's a, monocoque a funny word. As well. Yeah, uh, both main, I think, the same thing. I'm not a car expert. Yeah, yeah it yeah. just means one, one single body shell. Yeah, you just have this one single thing, which the coach work is part of the load-bearing frame, right? right. Um, it comes on a production line, way faster to make. Exactly. We don't, it's, we don't it's make body-on-frame things anymore, besides super heavy-duty trucks. That's what I'm mm. uh, yeah, and, and so coach building is much more difficult with these sorts of vehicles. Uh, era of custom co- coach work sort of by and large comes to a close because, again, the, the coach work itself is part of the frame that makes it lighter, that makes it um, you know, stronger, so on and so forth. Yeah, you have but to do some like real like structural stuff to make one of these. You can't just like yeah, bang exactly. one out with like a you know a bunch of panels and a hammer. Yeah, so this this uh, means custom coachwork largely goes away, apart from one specific thing, which is the stretch limousine, mm. right? So a real sort of niche application. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, what's the process of making one of these things? You take a car, and you add more into the middle. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a thing you, you can you do. Make, you make more car, right? It's, it's a cut and shut. It's a thing you can do illegally with a car that you want to keep a regular length. Like, uh, for instance, if you want to, like, I don't know, do some car butchery to hide the fact that a car has been a, like a terrifying accident that's just snapped the chassis in half. You yes. Just, you, you cut the front bit off, you weld it to the back bit. It's the same again, you cut the front bit off, you weld them middle bit in the middle and then you weld the back to it like a pringles tube kind of exactly exactly why not so the main purpose of this is you know you fit more people in the limousine originally stretch limos are largely used (laughs) you're doing irreversible damage to your car in order to make it look more like how you think it should feel i mean it's really like a societal problem and i think you have to stop doing this on cars under like a 25 year old sort of like That so, said, get rid of the 25-year rule. Goddamn. <laughs> so these are mostly used by big bands originally, like in the 20s and 30s. 
Mm. Uh, eventually, they become this sort of status symbol, luxury item, so on and so forth, right? Yeah, it's linked um, to the growth of American popular music, and all because you needed something like this to fit like a, I don't know, saxophone bit. in. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like 35 saxophonists. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and 35 saxophones. Yeah, exactly. So, now what's the process of doing this? Song. Right? Uh, and are there regulations about safety or the integrity of the vehicle? Oh, are they so. improving the braking systems? No. Are they like no. making the you engine more are. powerful? Why are you doing this? You are they know making they the aren't. tires more heavy duty to, for the increased weight? The short on, answer to all of this is no. On this one, the hood doesn't even close. <laughs> yeah, yes. fuck you. Yeah. Why do you need it to? <laughs> you people are ridiculous. <laughs> Um, so let's look at the construction of stretch limousine, right? Uh, now step one, get a used luxury car, right? Mm -hmm. Some coach builders will buy new cars, but a lot of times since you need to do a bunch of refurbishment anyway, you may as well get a used one, right? Yeah. Yeah. You get um, some like Lincoln that like Matthew McConaughey has yeah. been driving around that has like 18 trillion miles. Oh on. yeah. It doesn't exactly. matter. It was yeah. a livery car. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Now step two, like Solomon, you cut the car in half. Right? Is that really what we're going with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that time the King Solomon had a car cut in half. Exactly. And two women who both claimed it was their Miata were like, no! <laughs> so you do this Only sort of one around... woman is like, no, in that story. Yeah, I, I already forgot the point of that story. <laughs> I was reaching for the funniest car name, and I decided it was funniest to cut a Miata in half. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is always cut a Miata in half. Yeah, so yeah. You know, you do this sort of around the B pillar, right? But this depends on the type of car. Um, step three is you add these light gauge steel rails to the bottom and the top so they fit uh, roughly with the cuts in the frame, right? Um, then you got to extend the drive shaft if it's a rear wheel drive car, um, which it usually is. Now, step four, you add the floor. You weld the interior steel framing for the seats, the bar in there, you know, all the accoutrement mm, in there. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They add a, a little vertical post in here, usually. Um, oh, that's nice of them. Yeah. Oh, it, step... really, it really is just like panel beating at this point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're just hitting this thing with hammers. Um, Which is fine. You know, step five is you install the interior fittings that can't be installed later since they won't fit. So that's like the seats. That's like the actual the the bar top you know so on and so forth partition between the driver and the thing yeah 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 i want to point out that we're only doing this episode because Roz is terrified of limousines and in the limousine i was in last weekend for my bachelor party i will say it did have seatbelts in the back Roz. i even looked for you oh yeah well not on every seat though right no not on every seat you would have been way in the back yeah, well, some seat belts is the equivalent of no seat belts in a lot of accidents. I, listen, uh, I, I honestly hope someday we get in a car crash and I go flinging into you. Even though I always wear my yeah. seatbelt. So, step six, you add the side panels, including something called a crash bar, which takes the impact in the event the vehicle gets T-boned. Now, we'll talk a bit about that later. Okay. Um, oh, much later. Um you know, and then step seven, you fit out the rest of the interior that you can bring in, you know, while the car is intact. <clears throat> then you're, you know, reattaching the brake lines, the electrical lines, so on and so forth. Um, and step eight is optional, where you improve safety systems beyond that of a consumer automobile, right? You have stronger brakes, commercial grade, you know, tires and other systems, stuff like that, you know? 
Uh, some people do that, that and <laughs> yeah. other people don't. And at, Here at, at the Liam's end of that, limousine factory, we ain't doing that. Yeah. And at the end of that, you have a car that is like much more difficult to drive. Yes. Uh, but which can contain a lot more passengers. And oh, you can, Jesus you... Christ. <laughs> yeah. Is that a yeah. Fiat Uno? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. This, how this, many this... how many Unos do... this is like that factoid about how many chickens are in a McNugget. There's like fucking fifty Fiat Unos in this <laughs> Fiat Uno. <laughs> This is from the Top Gear uh, limousine challenge. Uh huh. Um, yeah, which had actual coach building by actual coach builders. Uh, <laughs> Seems to have gone poorly. Yes. It's gone poorly. Yes. So, one of the problems with these kinds of upfits is they add a lot of weight to the car without fundamentally changing anything about the frame. And in fact, they weaken the frame somewhat, right? Mm. So, handling's worse, wear and tear on. Parts uh, degrade faster, there's more wear and tear, generally overstresses the original unibody part of the car. Hmm. Um, Plus a bunch of other fun driving challenges, like the ability to just ground this thing on a hill. Yes. Yeah, like um, like the presidential limousine, although that's that's different from a regular limousine. Yeah, that's, yeah, sort of closer to like an aircraft or a submarine or something, yeah, you know? Exactly. Well, it's built on a pickup truck frame, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So you get a long car. It's underpowered. It handles badly. There's some manufacturers whose cars are popular for modification in the stretch limos. You know your Fords, Lincolns, Cadillacs, stuff like that. Uh, they provide actual guidelines for stretch limo conversions, but coach builders are free to follow those guidelines or to not follow those guidelines. Right? Live free or die. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> live free and possibly also die. L- live, live free, free and live die. Live free yes. and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we have vehicles uh, that you would term fleet vehicles, right? Mm-hmm. These are designed for like hard use, day in and day out for years at a time, right? Yeah, your, so your, your, your cop car, your taxi. Your... Yeah, taxi. Your Crown Victoria, your garbage truck, or a city bus. You know, stuff like that. They have these rugged parts, which are broadly interchangeable. They're mass produced. They have professional support from manufacturers. Each one of them is identical. They passed all these batteries of tests and inspections, so on and so forth. Yeah, very predictable. Kind of Crown Victoria, you know? It's, uh, it's just yeah. talking to Rivet like Hot. I want one. to look yeah. like a cop because I like it. Because I like it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think it'd be fun to have like an old checker marathon, you know, the taxi cab. Ooh, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> made a they made a stretch limo version of that actually, but that was from the manufacturer. <laughs> so, you know, these are predictable and standardized vehicles. You know, there's no secondary manufacturer cutting up a Chevy in order to turn it into a Ford, right? Oh, mm. I knew a guy who did that. Right, remember the guy I bought the van's engine oh, from had a Duramax swapped F three fifty, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. So. Stretch limos are also subject to hard use day in and day out because that's what, what's necessary for a profitable limousine company, but they aren't inherently designed for it. Each one of them's custom made. Each one has its own quirks, so you need experienced mechanics to work on them. They're also very high maintenance since, once again, all these parts are being, u- being used to do things they're not designed to do. You think this would be a niche for a company to come in and just, like, purpose-build one, you know? Oh. You would think, uh, but However, no. Mm. What if you just cut the car in half and 
welded stuff to it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, now, your consumer-grade vehicles, they're tested to destruction and real-life crash tests to determine the survivability of various impacts at highway speeds, so on and so forth. These are conducted with reasonable, normal car weights, right? They're not right. conducted with the added weight or bulk of a stretch limousine section. So, you know, once you add momentum from the extra bulk, previous data from the crash test is irrelevant. Every impact is harder. Every bit of shielding in every crumple zone is less effective, right? So surely then, knowing all this, these vehicles must be strictly regulated, right? Oh, I have a vision of my head <laughs> attached to a body with no seatbelt on it, bouncing off the bar surface on the inside of a limo. Yes, uh, instant oh, yeah, skull crash. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Um, I like limos. I think they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer to this is yes, they will be strictly regulated around 2025 at the earliest. Nice. Um, Show Brandon's America. Yeah. Um, so the long and short of the current situation is regulating the stretch limo industry has been devolved to the several states. Some are very strict. Some are not. Uh, so some states like New York today actually require limousines to have seatbelts, the most basic safety intervention possible. Amazing. Um, and all thanks to the sort of monstrous uh, Orwellian tyranny of the New York State Taxi and Limousine Commission. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's different state laws about limousines. So a lot of times, since these vehicles are traded around a lot, uh, a vehicle come in that's subject to regulation from a different state and so ultimately and just has it like the way Arizona is the home of all U-Hauls because they basically don't have to do inspections on them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're telling me like U-Hauls have a flag of convenience? Yeah, it's Arizona. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So and there's a lot of lax enforcement, right? Then you gotta talk about the distinction between a car and a bus. Right? Featherless biped. Yeah. <laughs> Some states, including New York, require more stringent inspections for vehicles which are classified as a bus, right? Which is typically something larger than a 15-passenger van. Uh, or at least when the story begins, that was the case. Um, high bar, to be honest. Yeah. So limousines get around these regulations by being smaller than that. Because um, if you're a bus, you're subject to strict inspections by the Department of Transportation. But if you're a car you just need to go get normal inspections from the DMV, which is, of course, run by private companies. Uh, you know, you go down to the, the Pep Boys or something. Uh, <laughs> so these limousine aftermarket modifications are poorly re reported, poorly tracked. Self-reporting is a vital part of the inspection system, so often vehicles which are classified as a car have much more seating than allowed by law. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So in short, the stretch limousine is an underpowered used car with a compromised frame and compromised safety systems, which is difficult to maintain, de facto unregulated, and which racks up the miles far faster than a consumer automobile uh, with consumer grade parts is expected to. Right? Hell um, yeah. 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 But it makes you look cool. And it's got that like flying V antenna on the, on the trunk, you know? Don't you want to look cool? Yeah. Don't you want to look yeah. important? Uh, Although interestingly, like th there is a, it strikes me a serious decline in the use of limousines by people who want to look important because now, 
like even the VIP like competitors with Uber are just like, yeah, we'll get you like a you know like a regular Mercedes, yeah, like yeah, it's like still a, a really nice sedan. But this incident is part of why that happened. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Now, back when back in the day when every car was a death trap, none of this really mattered, right? No. <laughs> You know, it, it, back in the day, if you had something, uh, an accident that was slightly worse than a fender bender, you just get impaled by the steering column and die instantly. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah, you're, you're um, not really feeling it because sure. you have a blood alcohol content of one. Yes. yes. Yeah. And that's legal. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I actually drive better when I have a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And because it's like a, you know, steel body, the car is fine. It just like rolls to a stop with one big dent in it and you're completely dead in the driver's Yeah, you're completely liquidized. Yeah. It's not, yeah, you're it's not a single shard right. of glass left in the fucking windows or the windshield, but the, the body is fine and you are shredded. Man, they don't build cars like they used to, huh? <laughs> <laughs> So we had features like seatbelts, airbags, crumple zones, stronger and heavier frames. You know, uh, automobile accidents become much more survivable, at least if you're not a pedestrian who are, you know, regularly and in fact, increasingly mulched by modern vehicles. Mm -hmm. um, you know, these new SUVs that lock on to the nearest child and run them over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, the very aggressive sort of 2020s styling grill, just like crushing. Angry grill. Yeah. Angry yeah. grill limousine killing 12 kids. Yes. The, the slow but undeniable descent into fascism as charted through the grill of the GMC, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. yeah. But again, this is all taking into account largely modern, regulated, tested, certified consumer automobiles, which is not a stretch limo. Oh, so if you look at... <laughs> yeah. I like where this is going, I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> oh, it's, it's my favorite, the integrated yeah. survivability onion. survivability onion, onion. yes. Yeah, so Me going of, outside. Yeah. <laughs> so if you look at the integrated survivability onion as applied to limousines, you know, you start with don't be Me seen... Me dating, if you remove all the don'ts. Yeah. Don't be acquired... <laughs> Don't be hit. Don't be penetrated. Don't be killed. Uh, don't be killed is, you know, the little one in here. But as applies to a limousine, that actually extends out to here. <laughs> if you are hit, you are killed. Okay. Yeah, if you, you are will, hit, you, you are instantly you are, killed. You are, you are, you are bolts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about prestige limousine and chauffeur service, right? Oh, boy. Best as I can tell, based on Google Street View and looking up some old business records, it was based in the backyard of a motel what? in Gansafort, <laughs> right. New York. <laughs> Look at those beautiful champagne-colored wow. limos out yeah. front. Yes. Perfect for the prom. Yeah, perfect. Yes, perfect for the prom. Now, it... Don't do worry do, about this thing in the back have here. Prom? <laughs> no, but this is the well, we've started importing it because of your like cult your Civ Six cultural victory. But like right, yeah. I it genuinely just occurred to me at this moment that you guys routinely put your teenagers in these things as a sort of rite of passage. Not me. Yeah. I went to prom in a yellow VW Beetle. Yeah, nice. I, I was I forget what vehicle I went to prom in. It was I not was a in Cody Beck's yellow VW Beetle. She drove. It was real weird. Yeah, Sounds it was. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, actually, my day drove me to prom too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had prom in the, the decline uh, in modern masculinity. We had, you know? yeah, we had, oh, uh, we had prom in the uh, Pentagon Sheridan. 
Uh, we did not. We had prom at the Valencia Ballroom in York, Pennsylvania, and then we got kicked out because they had to set up for fight night at the Valencia. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this ugh. this company was run by Shahed Hussein, right? Uh-huh. He was a Pakistani immigrant with a colorful past. Love oh. the colorful past. Yes, he was arrested in 2002 on charges of helping procure illegal driver's licenses in Albany, right? And then he went on to become an FBI informant in the 2009 Bronx bombing terror plot to avoid being deported. <laughs> All right, okay, but, I mean, that's one way of going about it, right? Yeah, like you, exactly. you make your compromise with yeah. Empire and you get to like stay in the country. I gotta tell you, if I'm running this out of the back of a motel as it appears, I'm not putting my three limousines in, in impoundable view. <laughs> right? Like, well, doesn't this that is, seem to be a bit foolish to you? Look how much parking they're taking up. This is in September 2016 is when this uh, was from, which yeah, is I, before, well, they were getting citations by this point, but, but not, we'll get into that bit later. Yeah, boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so in the meantime, he managed a diverse portfolio of businesses in the United States, including Prestige Limousine which went by about four different names over the course Prime of this event. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they operated these three Lincoln Town cars, the champagne-colored ones, and one Ford Excursion parked in the back here. I'm guessing that if you run this out of a motel room, you're not converting these yourself. You're buying these third-hand. Used. Yes. Right, right, these are, right. these are third-hand used. vehicles, yes. Um, so. Okay, they, Prestige Limousine operated on a number of names. They change it like every twelve months or something in this. In this <laughs> you know, a, a great is, sign of like quality service. Yeah, yeah and uh, this is not uncommon for a limousine or li- livery car services. It's easy to set up the business. The skills are very fungible. You can run these sorts of fly by night operations very easily. I was about right? to ask what the sort of association between uh, like limo garages and like organized crime is, and I think we've just sort of recounted it you know i would describe this as disorganized crime (laughs) (laughs) so by all accounts the fleet was in bad shape customers reported holes in the floor of the vehicles sort of general shabbiness very aggressive drivers but no car in the fleet was so bad as the 2001 ford excursion which is already 17 18 years old by this point yes yeah okay Cool. See daylight um, through right. the floor. Oh yeah. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, my dad had a had a had a Bel Air. You could see the floor in. Mm. See through the floor in. That's good for ice fishing. He bought it for twelve dollars. <laughs> he wasn't taking anyone to prom that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> so the two thousand one Ford Excursion was purchased new from the dealer, modified by adding hundred and forty four inches between the B and C pillar by a company called 21st Century Coachworks of Springfield, Missouri. Uh-huh. And they sold it to Royale Limousine of Albany. Yeah, it's, this yeah, was it's then, French for Big Mac Limousine. Yeah, it's, it's French for... Uh, no, that's, that's a quarter pounder with cheese. Fuck. Yeah, I yeah. fucked up the line. <laughs> no, it's just, that's, that's just Le Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> so this was sold... July 2016, secondhand to Prestige Limousine. Secondhand, um, doing a lot of work here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was about to say, got 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 a little bit of miles on there. 
as this vehicle's modified, the vehicle had 22 seats. Pointing. Ca- bus. Bus. Yeah, that's a bus. Yeah, that's a bus. A signed bus at Coach Builder. Yes, exactly. It had it had um it had bus affirmation surgery. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, now Ford provided guidance and certification programs for converting its cars to stretch limousines at this time. The Ford Excursion was one of them. 21st Century Coachworks did not participate in these guidelines or that program, right? Yeah, didn't read the manual. Fine. Yeah. It was, however, required to self-certify that all the vehicles altered complied with applicable federal, federal safety standards. It was also required to perform engineering analysis to ensure that the safety systems, like, for instance, the brakes, were still within acceptable performance limits despite the increased weight of the vehicle. And what it did was not do those things. Gets <laughs> <laughs> a so, surprise here. Yeah. No, no. Here's, here's the vehicle as modified. Oh, it looks like two, shit. Two side-facing benches. Imagine dying in this thing. You got a backwards-facing yeah, no bench. Uh, you got a bar, you got some seats in the back, um, you know, and we've gone from having an A, B, and C pillar to having an A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and H pillar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. a steamship. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, this is where the bulkheads are. Yeah. <laughs> day in and day out for 18 years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So Ford's own qualified vehicle modifier program indicated that for a stretch conversion, a maximum of 15 seats was recommended with upgrades to the chassis, uh, boosters for the brakes, improving the suspension, improving the tires, adding emergency exits, and a maximum stretch of 140 inches, which is 15 inches shorter than how long this was stretched. Four inches shorter. You said 144. Four inches, excuse me. But still. Uh, Yeah. But it was stretched four inches longer and had none of those upgrades hmm. because this is <laughs> a voluntary, huh? a voluntary set of guidelines. Hmm. By hmm. the end of the day, the vehicle weighed forty nine hundred and sixty five pounds heavier than it was supposed to. Well, five pounds—that's a whole <laughs> other van. Yeah. <laughs> I love to get on the prom MRAP, you know. Yes. <laughs> So this vehicle's used day in and day out for 18 years. It's becoming increasingly busted and broken. You know, it's uh, it's being used in upstate New York. There's lots of snow. There's lots of road salt. You know, the whole thing is going to shit. Um, when in 2016, this very used vehicle came into prestige limousine ownership, it was clearly in no condition to pass the bus inspection. So Shahed Hussein did the obvious thing. Falsify the cap- capacity of the vehicle. Oh, and yeah. register it in the much more permissive category of passenger vehicle, right? See, I was I was half expecting him to have to like take some seats out, but not even that. You just lie. No. Yeah, you just lie. So, despite fifteen years of evidence to the contrary, the registration was accepted by the Department of Motor Vehicles of New York State. Oh, outstanding work, boys! <laughs> with a listed capacity of eight passengers, which is a standard passenger vehicle requiring nothing but the most cursory annual inspection, the same one you get for your car, you know. Um, 
So this is, of course, not administered directly by, by the DMV, but by co- private contractors, you know, the gas station, the tire store, body shop, whatever. Yeah, someone who has a sort of urgent need in their palm for some, some, dollars. some dollars. Yeah, right. exactly. You know, a friend of a friend, you know, can take a look at it and say, yeah. Um, and so this is Prestige's first limousine and sets up a long string of violations and notices with no enforcement action. Nice. Yeah. Rad. So I love the story. <laughs> here, here is an instructive story. How to avoid regulations by simply ignoring them. Yeah, I have a theory about this. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, you know how we're in the like decline of the decline and fall bit. Um, yeah, right. Where like fewer and fewer public services are getting done. I feel like you can just kind of get away with like most crimes now, but especially like ostensibly minor crimes, even the minor crimes that like lead up to you know some real grim shit. Just because, like, no one has the enforcement capacity, and the people who do are, like, you know, too busy fighting fires, literal right. or metaphorical. Yep. So you just be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't give shoplifting shit. is legal now. You know, you yeah. can just do whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, they did that to themselves with self checkout. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and and to themselves here with self reporting and self certifying. Yeah. Hi, it's Justin. Uh, so this is a commercial for the podcast that you're already listening to. Uh, people are annoyed by these, so let me get to the point. We have this thing called Patreon, right? The deal is you give us two bucks a month, and we give you an extra episode once a month. Uh, sometimes it's a little inconsistent, but, you know, it's two bucks. You get what you pay for. Um, it also gets you our full back catalog of bonus episodes, so you can learn about exciting topics like guns, pickup trucks, or pickup trucks with guns on them. The money we raise through Patreon goes to making sure that the only ad you hear on this podcast is this one. Anyway, that's something to consider if you have two bucks to spare each month. Uh, join at patreon.com forward slash WTYPpod. Do it if you want. Or don't. It's your decision, and we respect that. Back to the show. So, Prestige Limousine gets a start for the 2016 prom season, right? They apply for an emergency temporary authority to use its brand new used 21-seat Ford Excursion on May 18, 2016. Uh, they were denied. Okay. They applied again, and they were denied. They pl- applied again, they were denied. Uh, they did this three times. All the whole while, they were just using the limousine. They didn't give a shit. Yeah, right? just be like, well, we, we applied for it, you know? Yeah, they but... simply continued to operate, transporting teenagers for the 2016 prom season. I believe during this time, there was at least one incident where the parents refused to let the kids go in the limousine because it was visibly smoking when it showed up. <laughs> So, Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> the worst limo service in the world. Which... You guys ever see Dukes of Hazard? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mexico. <laughs> so, well, consider the other parents who let their kids go in the smoking limousine. Yes, I mean, listen, sometimes, people, sometimes you just don't love your kids that much, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck them, let them die, you know? Them, a year a year later, in June 2017, a New York State Department of Transportation intermodal transportation specialist 
spotted the vehicle at a Mavis discount tire in Saratoga Springs. He noted that this vehicle would qualify as a bus and checks the Department of Motor Vehicle database where it's listed as a passenger vehicle. Oh, boy. Yeah. So he emails the company explaining that, no, your vehicle is actually technically a bus. It was illegal to operate. <laughs> you will never be a passenger vehicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and how to get authority to operate it, right? He's trying mm. to be helpful here. Sure. Avoid anyone getting fined, yeah, right? Yeah, they don't want that. So they, they ignore the email. Yeah! <laughs> July 24th... <laughs> <of> <laughs> on, on July 24th of that same year, 2017, Prestige receives an email from an undercover Department of Transportation agent. Ooh, which is new dream job, first of all. Yeah, yeah. not, not who you want to get an email from. Yeah. <laughs> Prestige quotes the DOT guy with $175 plus tip the, the trip he re, uh, requested. And so the DOT gives them a notice of violation and fines them $5,000 for failure to get permission to operate. From, from this guy whose job is to get like undercover dangerous. I mean, it's actually dangerous, right? Yes. Like, that's, uh, <laughs> it's legit dangerous, yeah. <laughs> we've, we found the dangerous law enforcement. It's riding around in the back of a limo. Yes. <laughs> um... So they find him $5,000. Representatives for the company were due to appear in court that October, and they just don't do that. <laughs> I have anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Small bean. Mm -hmm. um, on January 5th, 2018, another New York State Department of Transportation specialist was looking for unlicensed operators on Facebook. They found an image of the 2001 Ford excursion with the same license plate, asked for a quote to transport 13 passengers for five hours. They got the quote back, and then notice of violation two was sent out. Uh, you know, so <laughs> they got dunk. caught again. Easy, yeah, easy catch. Easy. Yeah, real easy. Um, and the inspector attempts to set up a date for the New York State Department of Transportation standard bus inspection. That inspection was confirmed for January 12th, but oops, when the day came, the limo was actually back in Saratoga Springs at the Mavis Discount Tire. <laughs> it's pirate anchorage. Yeah. Magnificent. Now, in March, the first $5,000 fine was settled for $500. Uh, right. The, D the DOT finally gets a look at the limo, and it's a piece of shit, right? It's got 14 violations, four of which require the vehicle to be immediately removed from service. So the DOT inspector applies an out-of-service sticker to the windshield of the car, which cannot be removed without DOT authority. Um, inspectors continue to send polite emails explaining how to fix the problems and come into compliance. Oh, they're trying so hard. Poor, yeah, Premier yeah. Limo is, is bastard people, I think. In August, an inspector oh, spots the limousine in service with new license plates. Well, you just no. had a guy come out with like an ice scraper and take yeah, the thing off. Yeah, just scrape the sticker off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, they send out notice of violation 3 with a fine of $2,000, and another full bus inspection was scheduled. Prestige was still operating the vehicle this whole time. Dude, just, just have like two cops come out and put a boot on it. Like, right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> So, on September 4th, the inspection was performed on the excursion in two of the Lincoln Town cars, finding three out-of-service violations and also noting that none of, the repairs, none of the repairs that they had previously reported to be completed 
had actually been done because <laughs> self-certification is I- extremely reliable. Um, mm. So the out-of-service stickers go back on. Listen, Gansevoort, New York PD cannot have that much to do. Right? I was just, about to say, you know, that this could be like a, like an Alice's Restaurant type situation where yeah. they get all the police cars, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so by September 6th, the DOT was starting to get serious, right? They suspended the vehicle registration, still very politely with a package of information about how to get back in compliance. This goes through September 17th. Prestige pays a $500 fine for notice of violation two. The registration is reinstated, right? Fuck's sake. (laughs) Prestige continues to operate the whole time. Another hearing was scheduled for October 5th of 2018, and Prestige Limousine, again, does not show up. (laughs) Jesus. And if they they just kept the registration suspended, like, how much could you have done? But, like, I think at some point... Maybe you have to impound the vehicle. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. I, <laughs> at some point you get your privileges taken away. You know, it's it's uh yeah. So this is this this company is just like I have government does not apply to me. Um, <laughs> it's like too grimy to be like actively right. like methodically libertarian. It's just like yeah. practically libertarian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Axel Steenberg and his wife Amy, of Amsterdam, New York, had planned an outing uh, had planned an outing with family and close friends at Brewery Omegong, which is south of oh, Cooperstown, hey. New York. Yeah. Fucking Dutch-ass state. Yes. Omegong's good, though. Uh, I once had the... Yeah, okay. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Remember Nomagong, Russ? Remember Nomagong? It was 9% ABV, and we didn't think it was. It was 9.4. Remember that? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's always a fun time. Uh, they, that was at the Young Friends of the Preservation Alliance open bar, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I drank a lot of those. I was going to say, um, you, you two at an open bar sounds like an experience. Uh, Wait yeah, for open, my wedding, Alice. Yeah, Open, open bar in a historic building. Mm. Uh, so, all right. They, they, they planned to charter a party bus for Amy's 30th birthday on October 6, 2018, one day after Prestige, uh, you know, failed to show up in court, right? Mm. Um, so they planned to charter a party bus, which is generally a safer vehicle than a stretch it's, limousine. It's a bus. It's a, it's a, well, it's a bus, cisgender yeah. bus. It's a bus assigned bus at bus. Like, it's, yes. it's, it's well, always been a bus. Uh, and it's designed well, to the them. Most of them were assigned pickup truck at birth, actually. Oh, God damn it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, assigned F-350. Is a with... single car yeah. around. Like, it, it, like all, mm-hmm. all cars are trans. I'm learning this. Yeah. And Arizonan, which is a you know unfortunate combination. But at the last minute, the party bus company canceled. So they booked oh, no. a limousine instead. No, 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 Prestige no, no, limousine. No. For fourteen hundred and seventy-five dollars. What? Fourteen hundred dollars. Fourteen hundred dollars to fucking die in a floorless limo. Yeah, and that, that's paying off both yeah. of their like violation notices too. Yeah. So you have one problem, which is prestigious limos were all booked except that old Ford Excursion. So someone got a paint scraper, 
and the vehicle was back in service. <laughs> <laughs> so this vehicle was uh, at this time infamous among prestigious drivers, right? It had problems with the brakes. It had problems gotta, with yeah. the if engine. If nothing else, devisor like stronger sticker. Or put some like fucking like like nitroglycerin in the the adhesive or something like you can maybe impound the vehicle or, or that yeah you could also <laughs> yeah. do that. So some of the drivers would not touch this vehicle, but um, this is a difficult last name. Uh, Scott Lisenichia. 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 Let's go with that. Had a CDL, but no passenger endorsed that would let him drive a bus. Yeah. Oh so, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. He he was the driver for the day. And as Liv oh, said, please, he had a CDL dude. but no passenger endorsement. But the thing is, it was a car, not a bus, right? <laughs> Fuck you, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> so he drove the car out to Amsterdam. The Steenbergs and their 16 closest friends got in. Oh, these oh, poor motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know how you have 16 friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, now, something seemed off about the limo from the moment they set off. One of the occupants outright texted a friend that said, yeah, this thing's a real junker. I hope we make it, you know? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, ca catch me never sending a portentous text like, "Oh, I hope yeah, we make I, it." I hope you know? we make it. Yeah, you know. That's no, like I'm sending famous. sixteen texts that are like, "I'm, I'm gonna fucking die here." We're all gonna fucking die. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> me when I get on like a perfectly serviceable airplane or like mm -hmm. you know any mode of transport. Yeah, I'm in the exactly. back of an Uber that's like you know fine, and I'm just like a goodbye forever to my entire uh, contact list. I will say uh, there, there's a good deal of problems that uh, here that also apply to Ubers, you know, just because they're not, they're even less regulated. It's a fleet vehicle that's not regulated as a fleet vehicle. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. not a fleet vehicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for reasons that were unclear, the limousine left the New York State Thruway, which is the most direct route to the brewery, and proceeded on back roads for several miles. Right, and uh, there's a couple theories as to maybe they were going to make a stop somewhere. Maybe they were maybe, turning maybe around. Maybe the driver was uh, the puppet from Saw. Hmm. I personally think it was you know the GPS told yeah. them to do something stupid and he did ways, the stupid yep. things. You'd yeah. hate to like have them roll down the partition in a limo and it's the guy from Saw there, the puppet guy. Yeah, that would yeah. be that would be uh, not a great situation because I don't think he can drive. No, I um, arms <laughs> too short to reach the wheel. Yeah, legs exactly. too short to reach the pedals. Reach the pedals. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's in control of the divider. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know how you have like sort of a saw situation with the divider. I, I think in that situation, there's a limited amount of things that the, the clown can do. <laughs> um, Getting like bisected by the limo divider. Right. I don't think he has control over the divider either. You have it, so you know you see the yeah, guy. He can put like, it up, I think. Yeah, we need yeah. to know what I, I, who has sort of like command authority over can the divider. Driver yeah. put up partition. Can't add driver to Tesla. No. I, no, we may that's, never know. That's not Google. Gonna, that's Google not, just doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Decline and fall. You know. So, the vehicle turned onto New York State Route 30, which, after a drop of several hundred feet, dead ends into a junction with Route 30A. 
I, I know right. you mean like a sort of average descent and sort of like like a hill, but I just imagine like vertical, like there's a thirty foot cliff in the middle of the road. Yeah, you basically just drop off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Um, you know, there's several signs warning no trucks, no trucks, and the steep grade lasts over one mile. It's oh, got I see orange, those no truck signs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, orange reflectors dear, on dear. it and everything. Right. So the driver took Route 30. Several eyewitnesses reported that the limo was, at least for a brief period of time, they pulled over with the flashers on, right? Okay, that's a Maybe good they're going to try and make a U-turn or something. Okay, that's less good. All right. Then it, then it started to roll. Oh. Mm. And it kept rolling and rolling and rolling. During this time, someone in the limousine actually texted someone to say, we're rolling. The brakes are gone. What's going on? Ooh, yeah. Not like that. So they're going down this one mile grade into the Apple Barrel store and cafe. Of all the times for the brakes to, I mean, I guess they're like, under, they're like doing the most work. Here, well, the, bra- the brakes really weren't working very much at all through the whole trip. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, so eyewitnesses at the bottom of the hill reported the vehicle seemed to be traveling over 100 miles an hour by the time it reached the intersection. The engine sounded like a jet. Oh, okay. So we've just, we've created a sort of land-based cruised missile here. Yes. (laughs) At the very last second, the driver managed to swerve around a car that was in the turn lane, then proceeded at high speed into the apple barrel store and cafe parking lot. Uh, ran over two pedestrians, crashed into a Toyota Highlander, then tumbled into a gully. Uh, And uh, by the end of this ordeal, 20 people were dead, including everyone in the limo and the two pedestrians. Jesus. Which was the worst single transportation accident in the United States in 2018. Yeah, I mean, that'll do it, you know? Yeah. It will do it. You know, there's a bunch of ugly photos of this, but this is from NTSB showing what happened here. Um, So a large amount of this vehicle was survivable, right? Mm. Uh, You know, the driver is getting mulched regardless of what happens. Everything back here was still intact, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, we're in 50s car mode again. Yeah, exactly. So the big problem here, though, was no one had seatbelts, right? the benches had seatbelts on them. You just couldn't actually use them. They were like underneath. Right. Um, I've I've been in an Uber like this. I've been in an Uber whose seatbelt mounting was like backwards, and I was like holding it in with my hand the whole way, and I'm just like, oh, we're gonna die. Yeah, this gonna yeah, die. yeah exactly. Yeah, gonna die. Um, and on the front-facing seats, other than the ones that are original to the vehicle, they were improperly mounted. Right. So there's a chance if everyone was wearing, if if someone was wearing that seatbelt, it wouldn't have worked. So are you getting like thrown clear of this or are you just like pinballing around the inside getting mulched? Everyone slides directly to the front and is impaled on the shrapnel. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like that, bro. Like that, it's bro. real. It's real bad. 
Uh, don't catch me grabbing yeah. a bottle from the bar on the way down. Yes, yeah. as yeah. I slide to my own death. <laughs> I ain't going out sober. I, yeah, I, I, I am having the death of a sort of like Macedonian phalanx, right? <laughs> I, I'm grabbing the fucking, even if it's Bombay Sapphire, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm like grabbing for something. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you're, uh, you, you, you know, everyone sort of piles into a big heap of blood and guts and gore. Oh. Um, and then, like, uh, you know, I believe. Two you know, people... I, I often I often feel bad for the first responders when we do these things, but I feel yeah, bad yeah. for the first responders when we do this. Like two two people were pulled from the wreckage, possibly alive. One was pronounced dead at the hospital. The other one was pronounced dead on the way to the hospital. Yeah, and everyone else is at a kind of like shish kebab sort of arrangement. Yeah, you, you, you've you've turned into a sort of uh, yeah, I mean the, the, the Donner kebab, yeah, yeah, yeah big you, Donner you kebab spin, like, you know, yeah, yeah, the pineapple on top and slowly spinning. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like fifteen people too, so it's like you're like fucking, you're like a rat king in there, you know? Yeah, like it's, it's if, a good, if, good amount of uh. If if you were having like like if you didn't like someone in there, you were getting like very intimate with them yeah. in your dying moments, you know? Yeah. So this was um, this was friends and family. So it, it it essentially killed a whole generation Jesus. of the family. Wow. I mean, it's sort of like <laughs> you go back in time to like the 19th century, and these guys' ancestors are like, you know, there's a fortune teller, the crystal ball. Like, I don't know what the fuck this thing is, but it's gonna like take you out. You know? Yes. Yeah. This is another thing about limousine crashes like this is they do tend to be decapitation strikes. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's a bunch of heads sailing over the divider. Yeah, as, yeah, 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 as heads will roll blares out of the yeah. living stereo, yes. <laughs> uh, I meant that in, like, the metaphorical way where, you know, you take out Oh, to oh, 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 yeah, 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 I mean, okay. Yeah, not, not How a literal you never get one. that with an actual government limo, you yeah. know? Oh, uh, yeah. Because um, those are built a lot better than a consumer-grade one. <laughs> <laughs> Again, uh, the, the beast would not have this problem. <laughs> no. The beast doesn't have sharp edges on the inside, you know? Yeah, that sounds about right. You'd probably run the straight run that straight into a truck and it would win. Right. Yeah. So Okay, so there's this horrible crash. Obviously obviously there's an investigation, right? And the investigation in the crash was fairly complex, involved a lot of jurisdictional conflicts and folks trying to cover their asses, right? Mm. Um the main culprit here, obviously, Prestige Limousine. They failed to maintain their vehicle, continued to operate it after it was deemed unsafe by the state, even with obvious problems that even the drivers complained about, right? Company knew the brakes didn't work. The driver knew the brakes didn't work. The state knew the brakes didn't work. And yet they let the thing on the roads anyway. Um, you know, you got to answer Your, your, your right. classic greed, you know? Right. Yeah. New York State Police take up the investigation. Um, they won't let the NTSB look at the vehicle while they try and build a case. What? Stupid um, hat-wearing motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. And they immediately find the real source of the problem, which is the yeah, driver so they had... they weren't ma- able to pass the NYPD exam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Scott, the, the driver had marijuana in his system, which caused the brakes to malfunction. Case closed. I don't think that that's how that great, works. Great, great yeah. job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'll just go fuck myself, I guess. <laughs> yeah. They would not let the National Transportation Safety Board have access to the vehicle for quite some time, up until December, right? 
This uh, is like they, you know, a more yeah. conspiratorial woman would view this as evidence of like a statey cover up. <laughs> like, yeah, they're keeping this shit in a hangar. You know, they got the men in black in there. Uh, they did eventually move it into a tent on the site. So yeah. Uh, so the finally, Majestic Twelve Limo Company in December. They the 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 state police also tried to remove parts from it. Right. Yeah, um, legitimately. This is was yeah, this yeah. made out of fucking like alien alloys or something? Like I, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, two thousand one Ford Excursion made possible by discoveries of Roswell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Then, when the NTSB was finally allowed access to the vehicle, uh, the government shut down. Uh, okay. <laughs> Decline and fall, you know? Yeah. It, it's real, and it's strong, and it's my friend. So, in January, the government reopened, and the NTSB was finally allowed to have a look at the vehicle. And they soon find enough issues to expand the scope of the investigation significantly. Well, besides all the emails that DO2 sent that were like, yeah, you gotta yeah. fucking fix your shit. Yes, yes, aside from that. Um, so, by and large, the NTSB finds all these obvious issues, defective, unmaintained brakes, host of other uncorrected issues, no emergency exits, a dangling brake line, windshield wipers don't work, dangling there's holes in the floor. Dangling brake line is a hell of a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> there's a hole in the floor. Um, you know, it, it, they, you know, lots of stuff that obviously should have kept this off the road. They also found that the driver's shoes had the imprint of the brake pedal on them. So clearly he was trying oh. his damnedest to stop the oh. thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if the brakes are out and the handbrake doesn't work, you just gotta, like, steer it, you know? Like, yeah. Which is hard if you're going 100 miles an hour in a stretch limo at a small T intersection. Right. Yeah. yeah. You got a pretty small window of time to react to that and steer it off into the grass or something, you know? Yeah, the, the, the vehicle was insufficiently upgraded for commercial service, although given that the Ford Excursion has a very large towing capacity, it should have been able to stop in time regardless. Uh, but the real problem here is the NTSB finds some disturbing patterns, not just in the limousine in question, but the whole stretch limo industry. Um, you know, and it wasn't that safety standards were inadequate. They find, of course, that safety standards don't exist. Hmm. We just right. uncovered a wholly unregulated industry. Yeah, it's like hiding in plain sight this whole time. So, you know, improperly mounted or non-existent seatbelts were the norm. Fraudulent licensure was widespread. There were no crash safety standards. There were no standards on how to modify vehicles. Um, the whole thing was just the wild, wild west. Hmm. Um. So these safety standards basically had to be developed from whole cloth, and they needed money and legislative authority to do so, which, of course, they didn't get. Of course, because yeah. th these are the salad days of, like, you can't get anything, however, like, bipartisan done. Because well, they, of... couldn't, they couldn't even run the NTSB for 35 yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is the, 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 the beautiful, beautiful days of... Uh, Republican obstruction. Donnie, Donnie yeah. from Queens, yeah. And Donnie from Queens. Yeah. Yes. So, one man takes it upon himself to do something. <laughs> okay. S seen here in the Italian-American Hitler yeah. car. <laughs> yeah. Here, here is, I'm Governor <laughs> Cuomo! It's, it's Italian-American Hitler himself. Governor Cuomo, yeah. Governor Cuomo, pictured here in FDR's limousine. 
tried to why, ban... did, why did FDR have this is the social democratic Hitler limousine? Yes. Don't worry about that. Um Governor Cuomo, he just tries to ban stretch limos outright in the state of New York. It's not a wow. bad idea, to be yeah. honest. The the limo industry didn't like that. Oh um, I forget where I read this, um, but I'm pretty sure I did read this and it's true. Uh, the limousine uh, industry was trying to lobby him. They brought him to a coach builder, right? Um, you know, to show how safe modern limousines are. And uh, they show him, okay, here's the crash bar that protects the limousine from side impacts. Because there had been a previous limousine incident a couple years prior to this uh, in Long Island where a, um, a limousine was making a U-turn and wow, got T-boned. <laughs> yeah, uh, poorly. Um, and, uh, that killed four people outright instantly, um, mm. who were all sisters going to a bachelorette party. Um, Hey-o. yeah, it's another whole generation of a family wiped out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, anyway, they brought Andrew Cuomo to a coach builder to show how safe these new limousines were. And Cuomo grabbed one of the crash bars and it bent in his hand. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's gone poorly. Yeah. In like that. <laughs> Why is this crash bar as limp as overcooked ziti? You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, for once, for once Cuomo's habit of just grabbing things comes to yeah, a actually no. good place for his constituents. Exactly, exactly. Well, Cuomo ultimately drops the stretch limo ban, but did instate stiffer, stiffer civil penalties for bad limousines gave the Department of Transportation more power to actually keep them off the roads. And you had to install seatbelts and everyone had to wear them. Um, I believe there was some proposal to ban stretch limos over 10 years old. Uh, that didn't go anywhere because that was effectively a ban on stretch limos, period. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but these regulations only applied in New York, right? National limousine safety regulations had to wait. And in the meantime, the public sort of catches on that all these things are death traps, right? Um, the limousine industry itself starts this sort of slow decline. Automakers really stopped providing guidelines on how to stretch uh, new cars. Mm. Uh, 60% of stretch limousine operators in New York State were out of business by 2022, although that was helped along by the pandemic, obviously. Um, and... It took a long, long time, but finally, a proposal to study development of limousine safety standards made it into the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act of 2021. So there will be safety standards for limousines uh, developed by and ready for approval in 2025. Which, which, which will be enforced, I assume, vigorously. Yeah. Well, in the meantime... Probably there not! Are essentially <laughs> no new stretch limousines being constructed um the, yeah, the that's why industry just like sock damn hitler car yeah the industry just straight up imploded um good but regulation yeah. killed an industry because if yeah. your industry can't survive regulation it shouldn't yeah this is true um now shahed hussein who owned prestige limousine escaped charges by fleeing back to pa pakistan <laughs> um i know it now, his son, uh, Nauman, Nauman? Mm. Oh, no. he ran the company day to day. He did not escape charges. He was sentenced to five to 15 years 
for 20 counts of criminally negligent homicide. Oh, geez. Um, and then there's a lot of ongoing litigation about this. Still, everyone yeah. sued everyone else. You know, everyone from the limousine company to the State Department of Transportation to the Apple Barrel store and cafe. Um, everyone's very mad at each other. And that's mm. still ongoing. Uh, and who knows how that'll turn out. But I think, you know, we did have a positive outcome, which is fucking over the limousine industry. Yeah, the crash that killed limos. Yeah. Yes. This is, I, I genuinely knew none of this, and I've learned yeah. so much. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, you know, this is why I, I'm kind of like, two hard and fast rules about transportation for me. Uh, no helicopters and no limousines. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, another another kind of thing, which is helicopter. I guess that's stretch, the Chinook, yeah. which will be a yeah. future episode, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that that big stupid Soviet one. Forget what it's it called. Doesn't narrow it down. At yeah, all. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did we learn? Um, don't get in the limo. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't get in the limo. Mm. Uh, and that's genuinely it. Like, if someone yeah. offers you a limousine ride, they are trying to kill you. Yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> yes, I am. I've, I've always, you, I you, want you, you to, dead. Like, like in a thriller movie, you know, when I, yeah. like the rich guy pulls up in his limo and he's like, get in yeah. the back of the limo. That's, you know, yeah, that yeah. is a death sentence. It's just not in the way you think. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, uh, someone pulls a gun on you and it's like the second most dangerous thing that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His, his plan to shoot me is thwarted when we both fly forward at 40 miles an hour and slam into the jagged wreckage of the driver. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a cunning plan to escape this death threat by impaling myself on the wet bar. He's got, he's got, a, he's got like a, a long gun of some kind, and then you just wind up impaled on the gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one, this one was bleak, but it, I, I really it gladdened my heart to 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 learn that Andrew Cuomo had a Hitler car for a minute. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he drove that. He had that restored at state expense. Drive yes. over so he could drive over the new Tappan Zee Bridge in it. I probably shouldn't call every like uh like black open top nineteen thirties limousine they a Hitler are. car, they but it, it looks like the Hitler car. Like oh, what's uh, Cuomo uh, saying in this picture? I'm gonna take the third Reich. Oh uh, yeah. Atrocious. <laughs> I stole that joke from Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have a segment on this podcast called Safety third. Shake hands with danger. Hello, Justin, Alice, ya Liam. Hi. No gods, no masters. That's right. And baby. possible guest. No, and fuck you. This is a story of my thankfully short time spent in prison. Oh, strong opener. Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's hear about it. I'd like to include a story from my time at Westville Correctional Complex. I do sincerely believe you guys should do an episode about that hell on earth. I was only there for a scant few months, and most of my stories from there involve stabbings or move and cockroaches in the kitchen. Mm. Uh, mm. Westville, Indiana. Yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. Uh, Indiana prison. Instead, yeah, Indiana prison sounds pretty bad. I don't want to be in Indiana to start out with, but then you, they, they lock you there. They lock you in Indiana. <laughs> have to care about the cults, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, uh, in can't make me. They fucked over the city of Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. 
Instead, this is a story about me on the ground screw detail uh, at Miami Level 1, where I was eventually transferred. Indiana For prison, you got to commute from your cell to work and yeah, back yeah. again. Oh, so this is Ohio prison, actually. Okay. Oh, okay. I think. I think. I just, I just, uh, well, it Westfield. might be Florida prison as well. I don't know. Okay. This, this guy, we assume, guy, this person was in prison. Like, he was in a prison. Uh huh. For those who don't, oh, so this is Indiana. Oh. Never mind. I should have read, so read the they, next they just sentence. Call, they just call it like Miami. Here. I have you know, to. Yeah. Not drop, but I, I was thinking like the, I will be right the Miami back. River or something, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's maybe maybe they name it that way to make you feel like <laughs> yeah. cool and exotic. Yeah, exactly. You're like, damn, I'm in like Miami. Or I'm in whatever. Miami. Yeah. You're in like Aspen unit or whatever. I'm ha you know? Hanging out with Cubans, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like Buena Vista or something. Yeah. For those who don't know, Indiana has a level one to five system for its incarcerated individuals. All facilities are one to four, with five being placed aside for particularly militant detainees. That's their word and not mine. Uh, we were prisoners. Mm. Level ones are for people with five or less years to do. Level two is for people with 10 or less if they have certain things with their case or their repeat offender or something. Threes are for 15 or more and fours are 20 or more. Specific cases like multiple murders, getting caught with a certain amount of drugs, illegal firearms, so on and so forth, right? Sure. At Miami level one. As in all Indiana state prisons, I was assigned a job as I already had a GED or equivalent and thus could not qualify for the education opt-out. The job was ground screw detail. This basically consisted of walking up uh, to pick up the trash from inside the fence of Miami level three and four and then throw it in the trash compactor. However, the main correctional officer who ran out shifts was this absolute shithead named Walker. Wait, a correctional officer being a shithead? Crazy. I unbelievable. Yeah. He was an old man who drank a lot on the job Unbelievable. and used us for bullshit labor that we were not supposed to do all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. How these trash pickups usually work was two or three of us would get called out about 7 or 8 a.m. to put on our special yellow jumpsuits and then walk out of the processing building outside of the dorm where we'd get in this absolute shit box of a Dodge Dually pickup and then drive through the main gate into the level three or four, then go to a specific spot to fill up the bed with all the discarded refuse of a few hundred other incarcerated individuals and then take it back to the processing building to be thrown in the big compactor and or grab the trash and recycling from the main kitchen and compact that. Oh, that's nasty too. I've seen the shit like prisoners throw out of windows. Like, oh yeah. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. As, you know, you're gonna... Ugh. However, this one particular day, Walker, as he did many other days, had extra bullshit for us. On this detail, it was just me and this absolute dipshit named Perez. I'm loving that we're naming names here, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Perez was a grade A dumbass. Didn't understand Jack's shit about prison politics, and many times almost <laughs> got his ass beat. You, you're gonna get, like, killed off of recording this safety third yeah. instead of the episode we have to record in a couple of weeks' yeah. time that's actually gonna get us killed. Yeah, exactly. Um, stay tuned for that. Uh, I cannot stress... It, Dude didn't understand jack shit about prison politics many times, almost got his ass beat, and I cannot stress enough how out of the ordinary this was. Level ones are for people sentenced to low-level felony, or people who have leveled down from higher levels and just want to do their time and go home. You know, this is basically dudes with two to three years and a lot to lose. Mm, sure. You know. But anyway, just an absolute idiot, unable to follow basic instructions or understand social norms. So, a podcaster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyhow, today, due to understaffing among the prison population, 
uh, this time in the dorm, there are just under 100 of us, at least 30 or 40 of which were in some sort of educational program or another that excluded them from work. And the others were on different jobs like kitchen, dorm detail, recreation, liaison, maintenance, blah, blah, blah. It was just me and him. After throwing the trash in the compactor, Walker wanted us to dispose of this old air conditioning unit and a broken office and cabinet drawer combo. One of those shitty ones made of the particle board and too many screws. Mm. In order to do so, we first had to disassemble it and then disassemble them into their constituent parts, then take those and throw them in one of those large dumpsters you see for houses where hoarders lived. Oh. Uh, <laughs> one of these guys, yeah. So this took one to two hours as we were not maintenance and thus not cleared to use power tools like drills. So all of these screws had to be unscrewed by hand with wrenches. Once into manageable pieces, we had to hand load them into the tines of a forklift and raise it to the height of a dumpster and then kick it off into said dumpster. Already sounding Uh, dangerous. Yes. Said dumpster was already full of various scraps of metal and other nasties. I was the one standing on the tines while Perez drove the forklift because he was A, a dipshit, and B, old. If he's a dipshit, why is he driving? Okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah. You're just volunteering to get hurt for this guy. I will say that standing on the tines also makes you a dipshit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're just pissing off two guys who have been in prison now. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess they ask you to do dangerous things in prison. Yeah. And there's not much you could do to say no. This was not a full body forklift, however. Instead, it was one of those little shitty ones that you walk behind while hitting the throttle. Oh, I hate those things. Yeah. They look so much more dangerous. Yes. Anyway, we get to the dumpster and Perez raises me in the half of an air conditioning unit about 10 feet so I can kick the shit into the dumpster. Once at height, I see he's too far off and tell him to ease it in. Instead, he guns it on this tiny shitbox forklift that couldn't have gone more than 15 mile an hour on a downhill. The front body slams into the side of the dumpster, nearly throwing me from my perch on the tines into a pile of jagged, rusted metal scraps. This is an aforementioned limo disaster on a smaller scale. Um, (laughs) Perez sees he overcorrected and overcorrects again, slamming the thing into reverse, which is about 75% of the speed of forward and almost throws me into the pile of sheet metal and rebar a second time. I proceeded to cuss him out at which point Walker tells me to stop complaining and for Perez to be more careful. So the, the correction officer is watching them do this the whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Just oh, watching yeah, would, like yeah, balanced precariously. Wait, the lives, of, uh, right? Yeah. I was about to say doing forklift Cirque du Soleil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, I proceeded to cuss him out, at which point Walker tells me to stop complaining for Perez to be more careful. I managed to kick the AC in the dumpster and get down. I resist the urge to cuss out Walker as it results in a write-up, and I really just wanted to go home. We do this about three more times until a disassembled shelf and AC unit are in there, and I get to go back to the dorm and go to sleep. Amazing. You did it. Perez would wind up getting released a month or so later as he's on a very low-level charge, and Walker ended up almost getting murdered after getting in the middle (laughs) (laughs) after getting in the middle of some level three and four stealing stuff out of the kitchen. I switched to a dorm detail, which was just changing the trash and wiping down tables, 
And then I got released a few months afterwards. Congratulations on surviving Indiana prison. Yeah, I was about to say, if the gangs don't get you, the forklift will. Love the show. It's been an absolute treat to listen to while gaming or at work. <laughs> They're jumping the forklift into the Mexican mafia yeah. and that. Yeah. Much love from Rango slash Ant-Man. Cool. Forklift yeah. with a bunch of tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. Safety third. Oh, yeah. Is, 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 where the fuck's my... Shake that was... There we go. Safety third. Wow, we got through that one quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Our next episode is Chernobyl. Does anyone have the commercials before we go? Can you guys hear me? I feel like a yeah, crazy yes. person. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we all would like to have stuff going on. You should yeah. check that out. Yeah, I was about to say, if you didn't, if you didn't come to the live show, uh, fuck you. We're yeah, working you on chance. releasing it. Yeah, We're working chance, on releasing yeah. it. It's, yeah. being, it's being worked upon. Uh, yeah, we, also... we have about 75 different audio and video tracks, and yeah. we're trying to piece together which ones are usable. Stay, yeah. stay tuned also for the episode that gets us all killed. The episode yes. that gets us all killed will be coming in like a few weeks' time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- th- it's part of the reason for the release schedule is the fact that we are going to release an episode that's going to get us all killed. Yeah. Uh, once we are all killed, please continue to donate to the Patreon to yeah. you know feed our families. Right. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of another aspect of the uh, limousine crash. Yeah. Is that th- the day after it, they refunded all the money to the dead people. <laughs> uh, you kind of got to, right? Like, yeah, I you... guess so. But it's you know that's uh, I guess you have to. But it's kind of a um, you know, I, I mm. as a gesture of charity, back, right. it's kind of I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, that was a podcast. Yep. Bye, uh, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.